to our day off, season one, episode four. This is the last one of the education series, and I'm joined here by a wonderful stranger whose name is Sam. He's a teacher, but I'll tell you more about that. Yes, hi, my name is Sam Krumalowski. I'm 32 years old, and I'm from right here in Montreal, and I'm a teacher at the English Montreal School Board. That's awesome. So today, what we're gonna talk about is a sometimes touchy subject, Adderall culture, and our society being success-driven. Mm-hmm. So how do, you, how do you feel about this topic? Have you, um, have you ever, you know, how, how, how do you relate to this topic, basically? Well, uh, to tell you the truth, it's not something that I've really researched too much in my life that I know too much about. I know many people do have trouble focusing. Um, could be for many different reasons. And I know that they are maybe driven to solving that through, through um, you know, medical, pharmaceutical means. Mm-hmm. I think for me, just talking about the top, I mean, there definitely is people who have ADHD or, you know, um, concentration problems who take Adderall for that reason. I actually have a friend who does have ADD. Um, I don't think she takes Adderall though, but I know she takes her medication and she tells me it feels it, it almost completely tunnel vision on whatever she's doing. It really makes her focus. Um, I think what interests me more in this topic is not so much curing ADD with Adderall because I, I first of all, I don't know if I even believe in ADD or ADHD obviously maybe severe ones okay but um, I'd been talking to her at some point and we were talking about just ADD and her her diagnosis and she has dyslexia um, dysorthographia dysnumer something with numbers she has it all but in a very mild case and I'm saying mm-hmm. it's like it's like do you really have this or is it just that you're you paid $2,000 to get evaluated and you don't want it to get an answer of no, you know? I think there's that in terms of, but in terms of Adderall culture, what I really think more of is is college, how we, university and um, the pressure associated with that. People who don't have anything, who decide that they're gonna try Adderall to, you know, get the highest mark or study to their fullest potential. And mm-hmm. I don't know what I think about that. I personally haven't ever tried Adderall, but it's tempting. <laughs> Is it for your studies yeah. to do better at work? Yeah, it's like, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Have you have you had friends who have taken it? Have you? Yeah, I have. I've had friends who've taken it and I've had students who've taken uh, medication similar to Adderall to help them focus in class. Have you noticed a difference? There's a big difference in their behavior. Mm-hmm often scary difference to kids who have uh, sort of a rambunctious personality for yeah. better or for worse it doesn't always suit them in class but it's it's a little bit sad to see them kind of zonked out yeah, on absolutely. this uh, on whatever drug that they're given mm-hmm. yeah and sure. uh, and these are young kids too as for students in university where they you know they're making that choice themselves well it's a bit of a different situation I guess yeah um, I think it's sad in general that people are willing to risk their health uh, for what, for material success, for career status, and why do you think that and is? And all of that. Well, I just think that um, 
you know, there's a fear of failure and, um, you know, a strong desire to, to succeed financially in a career. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, I, I, th- I think in s- a lot of people, they just see the whole purpose of education and in general is getting ahead in a career. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't how, have you, how, how have you dealt with that? Have you felt um, certain pressures uh, when you were younger in university or CGIP or whatever you've gone through? I don't know if you've <laughs> lived here your whole life, but oh, you said from Montreal. Perfect. Yeah. Um, yeah. Have you, how did you go through that? Did you, you know? Yeah, I mean, everybody is stressed out about school and work. I mean, I, I think that's normal and I think it's good to want to succeed, but, you know, at what cost, I guess, is the question. And uh, I mean, that's a personal question as well. Everybody might have a different answer. Mm-hmm. But uh, for a lot of people, I don't think it's worth, you know, the strain on your health that comes from taking drugs, especially if you do it regularly. I'm sure doing it once, yeah. you know, is okay. And hey, listen, I drink good old-fashioned coffee to help me yeah, yeah, stay yeah. awake <laughs> and focus, and that's okay and everything. But, you know, a lot of these things are stronger. And who knows what the, uh, what the uh, consequences of it will be. I don't, I'm not sure if it's been studied. Really. Probably has. Yeah, but um, how much? How old is it? How long has it been around? Yeah, how can exactly. You tell what prolonged use will do, and yeah, I'm not sure. I'm yeah, not sure. I mean, as a teacher, mm-hmm. you might not know the answer to this, but what do you think about the education system? Mm-hmm. Do you think that there's anything that is majorly wrong or troubling? Oh, are we gonna go there? How long we can do go we there. have on this? Show. We have another 16 minutes. <laughs> There's a lot I would say that's wrong, but uh, I think people should appreciate education for its own sake. You know, sometimes learning something will make you a better person without necessarily furthering your career. Um, so yeah, I would like it if uh, the education system sort of recognized that. And, uh, but it's it's more than just the system; it's the entire culture that we live in. Yeah. And it's money driven and it's success driven. So, and as a I'm teacher, not do you? That's going to change. Yeah, as a teacher, do you do you tend to portray that in your way of teaching? Do you are you stricter? Are you more lenient? How? What do you think your teaching style is, and why do you think that is? What are you trying to get with? or get out of your teaching style. Hey, listen, I mean, I guess the point is to make the world a better place, to help Mm -hmm. kids learn to be better people, to grow uh, for themselves individually and for the whole community. Uh, Am I strict? Yeah, sometimes when I need to be. I'm as nice as they let me be. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I think for me, how I identify with this topic, it's difficult. I went to a private French school. I went to Marie de France. And my entire life, I've been, I was there from 4 to 17, 18. And that school was just, it was, uh, everything was school. Your entire life was school. You were engulfed in basically your education. Um, and it was very, very success driven. Um, my friend who I was talking to you earlier about, who was diagnosed with ADD and all other, you know, um, not diseases, but disorders. 
disorders. Disorders. Disorders. Whatever. Um, she was. She had struggled the entire time, you know, through elementary, through uh, through end of siege of years, um, just with how, um, not even how strict, but just how demanding the workload was. How, and I, I, I feel like it was very difficult, especially for me in a science program it was extremely demanding and since all I had was school my entire life revolved around school it was very difficult to to get a failing mark or it was it was like a blow to my entire not even just ego just my entire existence mm. you know mm. and I just uh, yeah it really it really did take a toll on on everything even my mental health yeah. you know it's, it's difficult you know and you know people put pressure on you it comes from outside sometimes it comes from within mm -hmm. and I think uh, going back to that idea of uh, so many disorders yeah so many people being diagnosed I think it's in a way a fallback I mean you know if you are diagnosed with dyslexia then that sort of takes the pressure off uh, takes the responsibility off of uh, having this weakness and it's nothing to be ashamed of nobody's good at everything yeah I don't think it means we have to medicalize all of these little personality flaws that we might have whether it's uh, being hyperactive weak in reading weak in math you know nobody's perfect so mm -hmm. uh, yeah I think it's good for students I try to get the students to work on their weaknesses as well and you know hopefully without taking some kind of medicine for it yeah I think but that is the culture these days, you know, um, an easy fix and a drug is definitely an easy fix, you know, it doesn't take any effort yeah. to, to take Adderall or inst instead of maybe working harder and in challenging yourself in one area. So maybe is almost like a, like a crutch to, to I, certain it students. It can be, and I'm not one to say that it's all fake, it's uh, some kind of conspiracy. No, absolutely not. To sell, mm -hmm. uh, drugs, I think it's a real thing. But at the same time, I think we can solve a lot of these issues non-pharmaceutically. Non Maybe medically in the sense of having a therapist uh, right. talking these issues out. And yeah. That could be medical, um, talking with some kind of expert. But yeah. yeah, I don't think drugs are really a great remedy for... Do you, do you know much about how education has evolved over the past few, not centuries? You know, I'm years. A little bit, I wouldn't say I'm a an expert. On the yeah, yet. I think from what I've noticed, I think you know, a few decades ago, um, obviously the point of education is to learn better yourself, like you were saying. But also at the end of the day, it is to get a job. You know, be a part of the society. A, a working part of the society. I think a few decades ago, education was necessary, like always, but maybe it's the fact that you had a job waiting for you after college, whether you got C's or A pluses. So you think that was people were more motivated in those days? I don't think they maybe they maybe futures. they weren't more motivated. I think they were less. Um, they had less pressure on them to be the best. Mm -hmm. You know. Lower expectations. 
because at the end of the day, C's get degrees too. Yeah. You know? So, I... Whether the person got an A plus in all their classes or C's, yeah. they still got that degree and still end up at the same job. Right. Nowadays, it's you have to be the best, the top, it to get something that's world. absolutely. Yeah. Have you felt that with teaching or not so much? Um, with certain students, yes, but certainly not with everybody. That that, that one of the uh, I think the byproducts of it being very competitive is that some people who they know that they're not academically inclined and um, they kind of give up. What about in teaching school? Like when you were in college, um, did you feel that sort of trying to be the best in, you know, when you were studying oh. to be a teacher? Not so much in... Yeah. Um, you know what? It, I didn't actually. I, I thought that the group I was with was uh, very supportive uh, of one another. And um, I mean, maybe some people were going to look for the same job yeah but it maybe isn't the most competitive field either no is it? it's not like like you say like if you get a c in teachers college you can still make it in and yeah. once you know once you have your first job um you know really they don't ask you about your marks they ask you about your experience they don't ask you about your student teaching that's exactly they want to yeah. know you know your you know your performance and yeah you know, is there high demand i don't know for teaching at the moment right now it depends where you are and it depends on your maybe not field. right now because of covid but <laughs> yeah right you now know. there's very little <laughs> demand actually um yeah it depends in quebec right now there is a bit of a shortage uh, uh certain certain areas more than others okay english teachers and french schools are in demand from what i've under, understand but oh yeah i'm okay. not i'm not math teachers also i'm not sure though okay uh, you wouldn't be sure. sure yeah um what was i thinking about I was thinking about something else. Um, yeah, I was thinking about, it's like, from when I was applying to university, at my school, like I said, it was a very, very high achieving school where you were, like, not going to lie, put down if you weren't the best um, or if you weren't trying your best from what they thought, you know, from what they thought of you. Um, when, when, we, when I was applying to college, the, the majority of people in my class, we had three science classes. Um, and I think, I would say a good 50% applied to med school. Okay. Maybe a good 30% applied to engineering programs, like, you know, yeah. biomedical stuff, not just building engineering. Okay. And the rest were law, um, accounting business yeah and i feel like this is just i it blew my mind i really didn't even even my dad was like why does everyone want to be a doctor you know i i feel like that's also relating back to this whole success driven society it's like not everyone has to be a doctor yeah not everyone and it's just like why does everyone have to be the best why does everyone have to be the richest why does everyone i just it's something that I just don't think I will ever understand. I, yeah, I know. I don't understand why people... I, I, I agree with you. I don't know why people don't choose a career that suits them. and that Absolutely. They, and, and, you know, you have to look at their intentions. If you're going to be a doctor and you're going to be... You, your job is to help people. It's, it's like the most important job I, I think I can imagine, which is why it has such a high status attached to it. Yeah. One of the reasons. 
Um, but if, if your motives are just to sort of be able to afford a fancy car, I mean, what kind of doctor will you be, you know? Exactly. So you've got to wonder what that effect is on the public services that we have. You know? Yeah, and I think they have tried in the past few years to kind of filter out whoever the people who do get accepted into med school but on it I mean they have a test the Casper test here in Quebec I don't know that they have it in other countries or states or provinces but the Casper test is basically a personality test that quizzes you on how you would react to certain situations be it social or even political situations and I'm not going to be generalizing, but the people who did end up getting into med school from the people who were in my school were not the most open-minded, not the most kind-hearted. Really? You know, they tend to be the, um, the very high-achieving, almost cocky. The workaholics. Yeah. Overachievers. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, who would basically just volunteer because it had to be on the CV type of thing. You know what I mean? And didn't do it out of, out of, you know, goodness of character. I, I don't know how this test exactly works and what it exactly it's testing. Yeah, it'd be very At least they tried. Yeah. You know? I'd have to look into it. Yeah, so you don't think it works, really. I mean, I feel like my neighbor, who's actually, um, my neighbor's father, the guy who owns the house of my neighbor, um, he is... Um, I think program director and professor at Concordia in chemistry. He teaches inorganic chemistry and other classes. Um, and his daughter, who is brilliant, um, is was applying to med school this year. She has very, very good grades. Um, and she decided to apply to med school because why not? I have excellent grades, you know. She's a very, very kind... Um, quiet girl um, and she's she definitely has a good heart and I can see her being a good successful doctor genuine you know I think she could get in but she didn't get into the top med schools in Montreal because she didn't do so good on her Casper test really what does doing good on your Casper test mean yeah yeah and the questions are for what they were it's like some type of ethical dilemmas how come she could just answer something it's not something that you could have a correct answer for I don't understand why she didn't she got into uh, one university but it's not even in the city so she has to move okay. now and she's a genuine per and I know her yeah so why did she not get in and you know these ah, anyway. I don't have an answer you know I'm not really sure what they're what they're really looking yeah. for I mean I think it's a good idea to ask people these questions about ethics I, yeah I, in fact I think uh, we should be that's one area where I would um, I think we should have more education and e even at the lower levels um, but I know the government just took out uh, the ethics course oh seriously controversial really yeah the CAQ uh, just took there was a course called ethics and of religious religions and cultures ERC Oh, they, re they, they took that out? Seriously? They took it out, yeah. Or they're talking about taking it out. Uh, I think they did. I know uh, for, for, for years, um, I used to work at a, um, at a philosophy camp. 
Really? Yeah, for years. That's cool. So we would do philosophy for children, practice that method with young kids, um, kids five through 12, 13. Um, I did that from 14 to 18 for years. Um, and you can just tell the way that children, um, I feel like studying philosophy or even just being involved in a philosophical dialogue and discussion has tremendous effect on not only how students are in school, the way they express themselves, just the process that they have in thinking and um, how they react to others' opinions that don't necessarily align with theirs. Mm. It's just, the effect is tremendous. It's proven, you know? Yeah. Why are we taking out philosophy classes? Yeah. I, know. I had one year of philosophy. That was it in my entire education. Mm. And it was in my final year when I was stressed beyond my mind in chemistry and physics and random, you know, stuff in my science program. And I couldn't even focus. Mm. So honestly, I just think it's a shame. And I feel like it would just, uh, anyway, this is a tangent. No, it's an important <laughs> tangent, right? Um, I do, th I think, you know, there's these questions in life, like you said, that don't have a right or wrong answer. Yeah. And you have to reason your way through them and you have to look at both sides. And we don't do a lot of that in school, unfortunately. Maybe a little bit in literature, but not that much, you know? Yeah. Certainly not in little math and science and those are really being pushed. Yeah. Um, but definitely, I mean, system. absolutely. So there's not really time to do everything or at least to do everything up to maybe a satisfactory level, mm -hmm. which is what a lot of teachers complained about with the ERC course. Yeah. But I still think it's worth the effort. Yeah. And, um, you know, the world's a complicated place. You have to learn to think that way. Um, yeah. I mean, I know this show's not about politics, but, you know, the political situation now, it's just you have two extremes and they're so vocal. And both sides, I think, just ignore some basic truths about life, you know? And uh, partly the education system's fault. Yeah. I think. Well, very good points. Yeah. We're running out of time. Okay. So if you have any last words, imagine uh, 300 million people are listening right now. <laughs> what would you say? You can think about it. Think about, um, does it have to be about Adderall? It can be about anything you want. It doesn't even have mm. to be relating to this topic. Well, I guess we'll uh, leave it on the last, uh, you know, last uh, idea that we mentioned, you know, maybe try to think a little bit harder about the world, try to look at the other side, try to keep an open mind. Yeah. And uh, be happy. Great. Thank you so much, Sam, for joining me today. It's a pleasure. So thanks, guys, for listening again to another episode. Can't believe you're still listening. Thank you. And have an excellent day off.